Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Oh, hello, loves. Welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WPEN on a Tuesday. And uh, thanks a lot to Joe Beamer for sitting in yesterday. It was uh, an unexpected but accounted for absence. True story. Uh, we had the, um, uh, the dentist on, the doctor of dental science on, uh, talking about sleep apnea. Remember a few weeks ago? So yesterday I went in and decided, hey, you know what? This would be a great day to have the pharyngometer uh, measure what I would need for a mouth appliance to fight the sleep apnea. So I get into the dentist's office, and have you ever had one of those situations, and I'm sure you have, everybody has, where you're fine one minute, and then you just rapidly go downhill? That is what happened yesterday. And what it was, was the new, well, I can't say new anymore, but the uh, nemesis of my life, kidney stones. I, it was like, if you've had kidney stones, you know what they're like. They're not exactly a day at the beach. But frankly, over time, I've become rather used to kidney stones. I now know what they feel like. And if I suddenly start to feel like I'm going to vomit for no apparent reason, probably means I'm working with Tanner Saunders. Um, sorry, Tanner, you know I love you. Uh, but no, it was just, it was the strangest thing. And it just, it hit like boom, just boom, just like that. And here's, here is the problem. And I, this is probably not a show topic, but it could be. Um, in order to have a heart healthy diet, you have to eat a lot of lettuce and greens. However, Apparently, these are not good things to eat if you're prone to developing kidney stones. And it works the other way as well. It's like, wait a minute, if, if you want to be heart healthy, then you're going to risk the kidney stones. And if you want to risk the kidney stones, then you're not going to be heart. So I think I've come to the conclusion, I don't think I can eat anything anymore. And if you saw me looking like I'm in the third trimester, maybe that's not such a bad idea. But uh, anyway, that is the, uh, that's, that's the situation. And I have no idea why my body has decided suddenly, you know what, if kidney stones were solid gold, I wouldn't have an issue with it. Tanner, wouldn't it be awesome if your own body produced 24-karat gold or platinum and it just it was produced by your body and it came out and you could collect a fortune every couple of weeks? Wouldn't it be great? Oh, yeah. I imagine that would be nice. That would uh, That'd be about the only thing that would make having a kidney stone worth it. <laughs> they're not that bad. Once you get used to them, they're, you know, they become, I don't want to say they become your friend, 
but uh, they're not. Uh, the first one was the worst one, and after that, you kind of get used to it. But uh, my goodness, I, I wish I wish I had an answer, and more importantly, I wish the doctors had an answer because to avoid the kidney stones, you eat stuff that isn't good for the heart, and then it, 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 I'm overgeneralizing. I know, but it's just one of those one of those stupid, stupid things. Like, thank you, genetics. Thank you very, very much. I really, I really appreciate you wonderful genetics but uh the important thing is i want to thank uh, lisa polizzi for uh dealing with what she had to deal with i basically gave her about mm, three hours notice and i said yeah i there's just no way this isn't going to happen today and uh, i want to thank joe beamer for sacrificing what he had to sacrifice in order to sit in for me uh very much uh, appreciated but uh, if you guys like have any ideas i, I would love an email from you because I know I can't be the only one uh, in this situation. Tom at WBEN.com. Tom at WBEN.com. If you are, seriously, if you're, they say the Mediterranean diet is about the best thing you can eat for kidney stones. But you can only eat so much chicken and so much lettuce and so much whatever the Mediterranean diet consists of before you say, Oh, my goodness, what I wouldn't do for a fine, crispy salad drenched in Caesar dressing or something like that. Um, And conversely, oh, what you wouldn't do for an 18-ounce filet mignon. Oh, Oh, it's also good for the gout, by the way. (laughs) And, of course, remember, the older you become, you have to insert the word the into everything that might be going wrong with you, like the gout, the gout. COVID. It's like how we say in Western New York, the 33, the 90, the 198. People don't do that elsewhere. It's one of those charming buffalo things that we uh, have come to love uh, and expect in our fine community. But, uh, yeah, send me an email, tom at wben.com. I don't want to do, like, an on-air show about this, but I must confess that I find myself at sixes and sevens um, over this uh, this situation because uh, it's like uh, enough is enough. There are, wor- hey, there are worse things in life. Don't misunderstand me, but good grief. When I, when I get nailed, you can always tell. Tell you what, when you see me hunched over and I'm walking very slowly, that is – all it means is, oh, Tom's got another – stone popping up actually i know people they've actually gone in and they have uh, you know they've they've physically had to remove a whole bunch of stones and i have no i'm the only one in the family it i could understand it if my siblings or my parents or my grandparents or anybody in recorded family history had had the same issue i i i, I just i don't know i honestly don't know what it is like i said there are far worse things in life but my goodness, I mean, seriously, enough, enough. I mean, okay, I get it. It's a kidney stone. And one thing you'll be happy to know, I refuse to pee through a strainer. I'm not doing it. I know, well, they have to have you do that so they know what's, they already know it's it's the most common stone there is. It's the same thing that causes your stones as well if you uh, get them. But uh, that's why I was off today. And I just, look, I just believe in letting you know what's going on just so rumors don't start and things like that. Like, uh, well, yesterday I was committing a homicide with Tanner Saunders and, you know, time just got away from me. And we uh, there, there we were at Walmart at 3 in the morning buying you know, latex gloves and uh, bleach and mops and things to detect luminol. And next thing you knew, it was showtime. I'm sorry, Tanner, I didn't mean to jam you up and get you in trouble. You all right with that? I mean, you watch the true crime shows. 
Yeah, I, I got an alibi, though. I was on on uh, Snapchat with my friends around that time doing a video chat, so I mm-hmm. my name is cleared. Mm-hmm. I, I might believe that. I might. Hey, I've got I've got a topic that I've been dying to do, and it's it's so funny that this comes up today because, Tanner, we have alluded to it in the past, but it's right up my alley, and I think it's right up the alley of a lot of people listening to the uh, to the program. I have often wondered, and if you listen to the show, first of all, before I get into the topic, this show is always better. The less of me and the more of you there is. Have you noticed that? That, yes, you guys make the show. I'm just the guy with the microphone, but it is you guys who uh, actually produce the fine program for which I get the credit. But if you have listened to the program, uh, you understand that I have always been perplexed as to Bill's Mafia and how Bill's Mafia has become this everyday common expression, Bill's Mafia, because I'm old enough to remember when a lot of my very dear friends of Italian or specifically Sicilian backgrounds were very offended by the use of of the term mafia um, because it makes it seem like it it, it plays into the old turn of the last century uh, stereotype. Oh, well, they're from Italy. They must be part of the mob. They must be part of the mafia. They must be hoods, thugs, criminals. I won't say what Sterling Hayden said in the Godfather one. In fact, speaking of the Godfather, and we have talked about this previously, You do know that when they were making The Godfather, and no, I've not seen the offer yet, but I know the story behind the offer. Um, When they were shooting The Godfather, there was simultaneous with that movie being made an organization that sprang up called the Italian American Civil Rights League. And this organization was bound and determined to eliminate the unfair stereotype of Italians as thugs and hoods and mafiosi. Interestingly, though, the league itself was founded and run by one of the heads of the five families of New York, Joe Colombo, which was ironic to say the least. But You might not know this. I mean, The Godfather is generally regarded as one of the finest movies ever made. Or, as um, one of the Griffin boys says, it insists upon itself. (laughs) I love that line. It insists upon itself. Not a big fan of uh, The Godfather. But when they were making the movie, um, some Hollywood types were under fire, if not literally, perhaps figuratively, from some of the Italian-American criminals, and yes, some of them mafia, because the mafia was supposed to be a secret society. And frankly, that's one of the reasons why Joe Colombo was rubbed out as he was, because he was bringing too much attention to organized crime that was Italian in nature. And make no mistake about it, there are organized criminals of every ethnicity, background, you name it. There are uh, you know, the, the Jewish gangs, 
the Purple Gang, for example, um, the Irish gangs. Uh, Italians or Italian-Americans have no monopoly on organized crime. And now you hear about the Russian mafia. You hear about the motorcycle organizations being organized crime. So um, in the early 1970s, they're doing The Godfather. And true story, true story, uh, and this is very documentable and it's not legend, it actually is the truth. Um, The people in charge of the mob in the New York City area, when they found out that Mario Puzo's The Godfather was going to be made into a Hollywood motion picture, they were very upset. And again, they were also upset at Joe Colombo's Italian-American Anti-Defamation League, Anti-Discrimination League. So they were very upset. uh, They were extremely upset by that. And they actually had a meeting in New York City. Basically, just to put things in a nutshell, if if we allow you to make this movie, The Godfather, you are not going to use the word mafia in this movie. And... That is exactly what happened. If you watch The Godfather, you know there is no reference to mafia in that motion picture. And that's the reason why. And number two was the idea that uh, if you're going to make this movie, you are going to use some of our guys in the movie. And I've talked to you guys about this before, okay? The guy who played Luca Brasi. Right. Next time he brought Luca with him, and you know the whole thing from The Godfather. But uh, Luca Brasi, that guy was a real life organized crime associate, if not made member of the Italian organized crime families. Also, the guy who played Clemenza, Fat Clemenza. You ever watch the credits at the end? What was his last name? Oh, yeah, the guy who played Clemenza, his last name was um, Castellano. (laughs) And obviously, that was a very big name, at least until December of 1985, in organized crime uh, circles in New York City. But growing up as a little boy, and look, guys, ladies, I didn't know a thing about this stuff. It just was not in my world. It was not on my horizon. I thought American history was all about Ben Franklin and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. And I never really took the time to familiarize myself with uh, gangland or organized crime or anything like that. Because to me, it was beyond me. It wasn't particularly interesting to me uh, very early on in my life. And uh, forgive the fact that I've said this to you before on many occasions, but it was such an embarrassing night in my career when the head of the New York mob, Paul Castellano, was rubbed out in front of Sparks Steakhouse in Manhattan. And somebody called into the show and said, what do you think this means for organized crime in America? And at this point, I'm in my early 20s, and I didn't have a clue of what he was speaking. I knew absolutely nothing about organized crime or its history in the United States. And it was embarrassing. 
So over the course of the next decade, I began to read as much as I could because that was a facet of American history. Let's just say they didn't exactly have a Mob 101 course at UB. Um, there's history, and then there's history, okay? So uh, let me just give you the phone number again because this is a call-in show on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. But um, growing up as a little white bread boy in the town of Tonawanda, um, it was part of a world of which I knew absolutely nothing. You might as well talk to me about dating customs in Bangladesh. That's how far removed my thought, uh, my thoughts were or any knowledge base was from that particular world. And obviously, like anything that I don't know anything about, I try to bone up on it, and I try to become, if not an expert, reasonably conversant in um, organized crime and what it has meant for America, its history, its impact, its influence, etc. And I can hold my own, I think, in conversations with pretty much anybody about the history of organized crime in America. But that does not mean I'm an expert, because the minute you start saying, I'm an expert at this, I'm an expert at that, somebody comes in with a question to which you do not know the answer, and you realize, as many great minds have before you, that the more you know, the more you realize you really don't know, okay? Just, hey, just thought I would throw that out there as a philosophical thing. But mafia, I can remember being a kid and on dad's softball teams, there were those of Italian descent. And you said the word mafia and it was to people of Italian background, the equivalent of certain other racially or culturally disparaging words in the United States that you would never think of using in public or you wouldn't think of using in public and maintaining your complete set of teeth. So getting back to it real quickly, when they were making the mafia, when they were making, when they were making the Godfather, the word mafia was not allowed to be used in the movie. And there was a lot of resentment in the Italian-American, Sicilian-American community about the stereotype of Italians being a bunch of hoods, thugs, criminals, etc. So on the program previously, not yesterday's show or the day before that I worked, but... Um, I've always wondered what happened between the time I was a little boy and you were younger as well and 2024 when the term mafia is tossed around like we toss around the term beer or the big game. I'm going to pick up on this because somebody else is noticing this and is weighing in on it and uh, one of our fine listeners in the Commonwealth of Virginia uh, brought this article to my attention, which I do wish to share with you um, on News Radio 930 WBEN. But if let me, one of my questions is, if you are of Italian descent or Sicilian descent, maybe maybe both, 
Does the use of the word mafia bother you like it probably bothered your dad and it probably bothered your grandparents? Because make no mistake about it, folks, and you can look this up in old newspapers. I know this because I have. Italian-Americans were heavily, and I mean heavily, discriminated against right here in Buffalo, New York, especially uh, Dante Place, the former uh, Canal Street in Buffalo. There's a very interesting piece about this very subject, which I want to share with you and upon which I would like to get your thoughts on News Radio 930 WBEN. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. No, the boss. Uh, yes, different era. Bruce Springsteen, Atlantic City. You can read up uh, all about it. Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. So, uh, anyway, just to set the stage for you, um, it wasn't that long ago, folks, where if you were of Italian or Sicilian descent, the word mafia was like. Uh, certain other racial epithets that get a lot of publicity in the United States today as words you simply cannot use. And I can personally tell you that as a boy, I knew grown-ups who would hit the ceiling at the use of the M word, as in mafia. And now, in western New York, and it's actually spread around the country, the expression Bill's Mafia, um, it's just, it's taken for granted. And it is rather amazing to me. And uh, one of my one of my guys, one of our out-of-town listeners, has sent me a link. Um, opinion. This is from the Washington Post. Readers critique the Post. Why are the Buffalo Bills allowed to use a slur? And I have often asked the same question on the air because I wonder what happened along the way. I'm a lifelong Washington football fan. 
having rooted for the Redskins since the 1960s and now the Commanders. I supported a name change from Redskins once I understood the ramifications when I started thinking about it in the late 1990s. My team isn't in the playoffs this year, but I love to watch and very much like the Buffalo Bills. However, I recently stumbled across the Bills Mafia, snow doubts about it, sports, January 16th. There's even a mini Mafia Kids Club for fans ages 6 to 14. I cannot believe this is condoned by either the Bills or the National Football League. My mother's parents emigrated from Italy in the early 1900s, and I consider myself Italian-American. I have studied Italian culture at length the past five years as we've considered spending more time in Italy in retirement. Mafia is not endearing to any Italian-American. Per Wikipedia, it is used to describe criminal organizations that bear a strong similarity to the Italian Mafia. The central activity of such an organization would be the arbitration of disputes between criminals as well as the organization and enforcement of illicit agreements between criminals through the use of threat uh, or uh, for the use of or threat of violence. Mafias often engage in secondary activities such as gambling, loan sharking, drug trafficking, prostitution, and fraud. The only positive quality about the mafia is that members take care of their own much like the Bills fans wanting to help each other and their players. guess you could ask uh, Paul Castellano and Tommy Bellotti how the Mafia took care of its own, but I digress. The term Redskins is likely offensive to many Native Americans. However, the term Mafia is akin to the term Nazi. Both groups would be flattered to have someone using their name for something good. There is no chance Buffalo's team would endorse the Bills Nazi or the mini Nazi kids club, but Mafia is just as bad. The only reason it has not been challenged is that most Americans think Mafia is cute as portrayed in The Sopranos. Change it to Buffalo Bills Brothers, Triple B, or something else. It's a very interesting piece uh, by a guy out of uh, Richmond by the name of uh, Jeffrey McCartney. And I must confess, and you know this, guys, um, I I think I'm a wannabe Sicilian Jew. I think that's my cultural identity. People I know, I mean, they, they will often laugh and basically say, you're one of us. And I get that from both my Jewish friends and my Sicilian and Italian friends. So you've made me feel very welcome. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Because, you know, my own actual culture is really kind of bland and not exciting. And I think Italy is a beautiful place. Um, ab- absolutely. And I always wanted to go to the Holy Land. But I don't mean to get off, off the topic here. Is the expression mafia... Is it offensive to you? And is it offensive to have a Bills Mafia as a representative uh, group of supporters of your team? And 
those of you who are not, look, I'm 60 years old. As much as I hate to remind myself of that, but I'm going to tell you, and I I don't, this is like personal experience being a kid. There were so many people that with whom my dad played softball, basketball, other organized athletic events, so many people of Italian or Sicilian background or their wives who were royally upset if somebody used the word mafia. Um, and watching and knowing what I know and knowing what you probably know about the making of the mafia movie called The Godfather and the issues it ran into back during the pre-production phase, it amazes me that was in the early 1970s. And here we are in the mid-2020s, and the word has totally been turned on its head. It no longer is seen as the offensive, stereotypical, um, miserable, lousy word that so many of you had to deal with when you were kids. Those of you who are about my age, maybe a little bit younger, if, God forbid, you had a vowel at the end of your name, because that was the key right there, that vowel at the end of the name. But if you, my name also ends in a vowel, by the way, uh, but uh, I'm just kind of curious, did you not have to face prejudice? Did you not have to face people automatically assuming that if you're Italian or Sicilian, you were mobbed up? that people, instead of considering the art and the culture and the dedication to family uh, and the cuisine of Italy or Sicily, the first thing they thought of was the Sicilian criminals. Um, You had to live through it. I did not because I don't have enough Italian in me to count, and I don't quote-unquote look. Maybe northern Italian, maybe on a good day, but... I cannot imagine what it would have been like to grow up in the 50s when the Kefauver Commission hearings were going on, and just because your name was uh, Polizzi, sorry, Lisa, I couldn't resist, but just because your name ended in a vowel or you looked Italian, people making assumptions about you. And here we are in 2024, and mafia is actually tossed around like... Like any other, uh, like any other word, even though to many people when they were growing up, it was highly offensive and very, very hurtful. Eight oh three oh nine thirty is the phone number. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty on the cell phone. One eight hundred six one six W B E N. Does the term Bills Mafia or any mafia uh, does that upset you? Does it bother you? Do you feel discriminated against? There are a lot of people who do. And, well, I'm sorry, there were a lot of people who did. And I grew up with some of those people as I suddenly realized, wow, you sound really old, Tom. Yeah, I guess I do. But it's a, it, that's the fact, Jack. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, again, <laughs> uh, look up Joe Colombo and the Italian-American Anti-Defamation uh, League, and you're going to understand this was not a laughing matter for people in the early 1970s at all.
You could you couldn't have done Bill's Mafia in the early '70s without probably getting a late night knock on the door and uh, let's just say a certain invitation. Uh, let's get to the calls on WBEN. Here is Paul on the West Side. Paul, welcome. You are on WBEN. Good to have you with us, sir. Hey, wasn't there uh, the Irish mob also? Uh, Irish mafia, uh, Jewish mafia. Absolutely. I mean, there and 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 the organized crime, the syndicate was a mixture of the Italian mob, the Jewish mob. And you think of the Jewish mob, you think of guys like uh, Meyer Lansky and Benjamin Siegel and uh, Mo Dalitz, I think from uh, Cleveland. The Irish mob. Um, you had uh, and, and in Buffalo too. You also had the Polish mob. The big corny mob was Polish. Exactly. So, but I mean, it's a different world now. I mean, like the the, the word mafia, I, I don't think it really offends like the younger generation. And uh, right now, it's like drugs are legal, uh, gambling's legal. I think the bigger problem is like the programs, the uh, pro sports program. Every third commercial is like a betting advertisement. And uh, you know, it's. When, when something is legal, sir, it, it can be advertised. But, I mean, I, I want to – I mean, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but I don't know how old you are or what your ethnic background happens to be, but it amazes me as this 60-year-old guy who remembers people who were 40 when I was 10 – and they would get furious. You know, you couldn't even talk about The Godfather, the movie, without having some old-school Italians feeling extremely, and I think in some cases justifiably, offended. Well, doesn't it amaze you that you don't have to go to uh, some corner or, like, you know, make it all sneaky about, like, finding your drugs? I mean, now the government sells them to you. Or... Uh, <laughs> You don't depends have to on the let... drug, sir. Depends on the drug, my friend. I'm sorry. It, it depends on the drug. I mean, marijuana is essentially legal. I, you know, I, you, you, you know that I, I'm on a personal campaign against some of the other drugs out there. Yeah. Well, I, I, as far as the, like marijuana goes, I, I think like medically, yeah. Uh, recreational, I, I guess that's up to you. But I personally don't use it. But it, it, it's like all of a sudden, like. The things that the mob were like associated with drugs and gambling now it's out in the open it, it, it's like it's actually legal it's legal to bet on football well, I mean to some, well to some my friend to some extent I think yes but let's not forget racketeering labor extortion um, the existence of criminal enterprises human trafficking uh, yeah the mafia and organized crime might not be doing a lot with uh, with with non-taxed booze lately but they have found other means to make money and like any other business any organized crime organization exists to do what to make well, money I I think as far as like the Bills Mafia, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not offended by it, but I'm not Italian. I'm Irish. And uh, I don't know of any of my Italian friends who are, uh, I mean, they, they embrace it, you know, the Bills Mafia, you know. Uh, so I don't but know. I, I wonder, I guess what I'm trying to figure out, my friend, is when things changed. Because seriously, I, I cannot stress this enough, being a little boy 
and having a lot of people of Italian background associated with my dad's sporting teams, tell you something, you didn't use the D word, the G word, the W word, or the M word. You didn't use those words because it was highly, I mean, I bet I bet a lot of people listening had parents, and you know exactly what I'm talking about uh, when uh, we refer to uh, the mafia and the stereotype. But go ahead, finish your thoughts, sir. Oh, uh, I, I was just, uh, I, I lost my thought there. Uh, Oh, Paul, <laughs> Paul, doesn't that suck? Because I mean, it's like you walk into the phone, you you know, or you knew that you were trying to find your cell phone, but by the time you get to the room, you forgot oh, that no, you no, in thought, to find your well, I'm sorry, my thought was, like you said, times have changed. I think times have changed in a good way as far as, like, uh, you know, the Washington Redskins. I mean, you know, there, there was, like, people offended there for so long. Like how, how long were the uh, Washington Redskins? 50, 60 years. And uh, that finally changed. How about like the Kansas city chiefs? I mean, do people, I, I, I haven't spoken to any native Americans, but I, I'm sure that they take offense to it. And also like the, uh, you know, 80,000 or whatever the uh, amount capacity of the audience is going. Whoa, I mean, isn't that like an insult? Not to be like, I'm, I'm not sensitive about like, you know, you could call me Mick, you could call me whatever you want, you know, I, I, I'm not sensitive, but I, I, I think like, you know, that's one like article. I, I, I just wondered like what, if you polled like uh, Italian Americans, what the percentage of people uh, of uh, the uh, descent uh, would be offended by Bill's mafia. You know what? There's no way to do this unless we get into a DeLorean and we could actually go back to the past. But it would be, I think, really no, interesting no. to find out if we if we could go oh, to 1970. Oh, no, I'm, not, I'm not talking 1970s. Of course, it would be like 95 percent or so. You know, I'm talking about like 2024. Like if you take a poll of Native uh, or uh, American Italian Americans what the percentage would be that would be offended by uh, Bill's mafia. It, 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 it's, uh, I think, a lot lower than if you took a poll of Native Americans and saw how sensitive or how they feel like the Kansas City Chiefs should change their name, you know, and, or stop going, you know, and, like, start doing, like, some war chant of some sort. No, sir, very interesting call, uh, and your opinion is as valid as anybody else's. I'm just trying to figure out what changed and when it changed and why it changed because Bill's Mafia, let me tell you something, whoever would have coined the word Bill's Mafia back about 1972, 73, might never have been found again. No, I, I think you nailed it when you said, like, uh, Sopranos and, you know, and uh, other, like, uh, casino or you know the the Goodfellas yep. and the remote uh, romanticizing of like the mafia you know and it's like you know you also had like people walking around like hey man I I'm in the you know I'm in the mafia you know it's like yeah okay pal relax <laughs> but, you know. well I mean I, my goal in life actually uh Paul is to uh, have the newspaper refer to me as the king of the Buffalo underworld. That's my goal in life. 
Paul, thank you very much, man. I, pre- I appreciate. It doesn't happen. To, it doesn't happen till after you're gone. So. <laughs> Get out of here, my love. I, pre- I appreciate the uh, I appreciate the call. I mean, that would be to me that would be pretty cool. I don't know. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty. Well, it beats being called crazy. Just saying. Eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty one eight hundred six one six W B E N. To me, this this is fascinating, and I'm so glad uh, my listener from uh, Virginia sent me this piece from the Washington Post because I've alluded to it before. Is is Bill's Mafia insensitive to people of Italian or Sicilian background? And again, I remember, and if you're old enough, you remember a time where Mafia was highly offensive, even using the Godfather in other than the strongest terms of respect um, was very much frowned upon. It, it truly was. 803-0930, star 930 and 1-800-616-WBEN. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Oh, hello. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Loves, good to be uh, with you. Thanks again to Joe Beamer for uh, sitting in for me yesterday. I'm uh, just reading some emails uh, that have come in regarding the the uh, Tommy never-ending kidney stone situation. I mean, it's seriously, it's like, okay, you get used to them after a while, but if I eat the diet that's heart healthy, then I get the kidney stones. If I eat the diet that's kidney healthy, I get the bad heart stuff. It's like, come on. So maybe you've stumbled upon the answer. 
the best I can do is the Mediterranean diet, but uh, Mediterranean is, oh, and somebody else said, uh, well, you need to drink a lot of water every day. You have, you have no idea how much water I drink every day. I'm going to float away. Anyway, I'd like to save some for the fish, you know. Anyway, uh, it's Bowerly on WBEN. So there was a, an op-ed piece uh, from a reader of the Washington Post basically saying the Buffalo Bills are allowed to get away with a slur against the uh, Italian community, uh, the Sicilian community, uh, by saying uh, Bill's Mafia. And look, I I don't really have a horse in this race other than to say, you know, I, I just, I don't like anybody being gratuitously offensive. And, um, <laughs> excuse me, my overall point is that it amazes me because of the times in which I grew up and the very strong resentment among many people of American de- of Italian descent uh, I knew back then that we toss around the word mafia like it means nothing. When back in the day, uh, here in Buffalo and Western New York, it was a it was a serious thing. You started saying somebody was in the mafia. That was actionable. That's how there was a, a restaurant owner who was wrongly identified as being connected to uh, the mafia, and ended up filing a major lawsuit against a local TV outlet, and won millions of dollars. That's how serious it was. And now we toss around mafia like, eh, whatever, mafia. Uh, I'm just curious what happened, what changed. Does it offend you? I mean, look, you have to understand, very few things offend me personally, but I can understand why people are offended by certain words, generally, uh, which negatively uh, cast aspersions on their background, culture, or their parental lineage. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let us go back to the call, shall we? And it is uh, Frank in the Falls. Hello, Frank. You are on WBEN. Welcome to the show. Hey, uh, on your topic, what better could you get than Frankie from the Falls? <laughs> okay, now, the guy who used to shovel my driveway, I used to call him Johnny Shovels. Is that not one of the best mob names ever? That's awesome. So I will tell you that you're 100% correct that uh, the older generation, I'm about the same age as you, my parents, aunts and uncles and people like that, uh, had no use for the mafia at all. They were offended that good, hardworking Italian people were associated with a criminal element. And they wouldn't like it at all uh, with any way, shape, or form having any relevance or association with the mafia. And I think what changed is when Godfather and Bronx Tale and Sopranos and things came out, uh, it kind of became cool to be in the mafia. And now people joke about it and roll with it. But certainly the older people uh, are rolling over in their graves Bill's Mafia being a popular thing. But here's here's what's interesting, too, if you'll indulge me and, and we go back a little bit in history, my love. American sociologists have always wondered about the fascination Americans have with the bad guys. For example, Billy the Kid. Why the fascination with Billy the Kid? 
Bonnie and Clyde. Why were Bonnie and Clyde folk heroes when actually they were sociopathic killers? So it isn't just the whole, and, and we don't even have to get up to the Jimmy Cagney uh, situation, uh, the public enemy, or Scarface, Paul Muni, and Al Pacino for that matter. Uh, there seems to be this American fascination with the criminal element. And look, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm fascinated by it too, but what fascinates what fascinates me most about it is the fascination that Americans have with it. And the, the other thing for me is, um, I honestly have said this a million times, so this will be one more time I'll say it. I think that if you are familiar with the Godfather movies and with the Sopranos, and with Deadwood, you could probably shave a couple of years off of business school. Yes, absolutely. And I think a lot of criminals uh, of all walks of life, they their minds to uh, something productive would be very, very successful because uh, they run very successful businesses, even though they are illegal. But I definitely use it to my advantage. My uh, kids' friends call me the godfather. I joke about blowing people's cars up if they mess with me. So... I can roll with it. I think it's funny, but certainly the older generation uh, would not find it funny and probably would take offense to me even saying things like that and associating myself with uh, the whole mafia thing. And in Italy, where the mafia is still much more active, uh, nobody at all would want to be associated with that. No, I mean, there was a very uh, haunting, uh, a series of haunting photographs of uh, uh, a very famous uh, judge in Sicily who was bound and determined to wipe out the mafia in Sicily, and his assassination sparked widespread outrage against uh, the mafia uh, of Sicily. But I think the Italians are tough-skinned people. We're not part of the cancel culture uh, no one's going to say eliminate the Bills Mafia slogan. We're going to embrace it. We're going to have fun with it because we know that's what it's intended to be. It's not intended to assault or insult or assault anybody's senses. Uh, it's a way to bring people together and have some fun and support our team. So we're 100% for it. Um, I, I, I would, I'm wondering if we're going to get any calls today, peop, uh, my friend, from people who say, look, I am of Sicilian descent. My family goes back to Rocamolto or Palermo, and we do get offended when people toss the word mafia around as if it doesn't mean anything because these bastards killed my great-grandfather. Yeah, it could very very well be. My family's from uh, from Rome. Like I said, my a lot of my local families from the Pine Avenue area in Niagara Falls where it may have been alleged that there were some of those type people living and operating in that area, but we understand the big picture here and we're having fun with it. it I love the way you speak. It may have been alleged. You forgot by some, you got to throw in, it may have been alleged by some. I have a uh, attorney friend who's also Italian that uses the phrase a lot alleged, but never proven. So that's what we're going with. Uh, thank, thank you very much, Frank. I uh, appreciate. Well, I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, good stuff, guys. Let's uh, keep it coming. Does, does the the is the Bills Mafia is is that something? I, I really want to hear from people of Italian or Sicilian background. Does that offend you? And what m- most fascinates me about this is, 
as a kid in the early 70s, I cannot emphasize enough that the old school Sicilians and the old school Italians, they would be rolling over in their graves uh, over the wanton use of the word mafia. And I'm, I'm just wondering what came along to change people's perception. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, let's go to Kyle in uh, Amherst. Kyle, whoa. Did I, disturb, hey. did I disturb you doing something of note? No, I'm just trying to multitask at this point now. I wasn't sure when I was going to get on because a lot of people uh, seem to, you know, you know, share their comments. I, I, I plead ignorance. Uh, I got a T-shirt that says, uh, with the Bills logo, and it says Mafia means family. So I didn't know. Is that what Mafia means, family, or is that they just made that up? Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because there are so many um, theories as to from where Mafia originated. And um, one theory, for example, is basically, I'll, I'll do the English translation, uh, that it, 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 it means... Um, Death to all of the French is Italy's call. I, I think the most logical explanation is mafia is a contraction of ma familia. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, you know, like I said, I'm I'm 49, and I think in America, you know, uh, culturals were much different back then, where they didn't associate with different ethnic groups, and um, you know, as a black person growing up, I didn't. You know, I, mean, I saw the movies, but I didn't really, really have any Italian friends or family members, so I didn't really, you know, know about it uh, till uh, you start bringing it up. Uh, my wife just got into The Sopranos, and she's been binge watching it like crazy. So, <laughs> and I, I think the caller mentioned the glorification. You know, even rappers back in the '90s talked about the mafia and, and stuff like that. And, you know, but it does portray though the mafia not liking black people for some reason when you watch some of the movies and stuff. So I don't know if that was accurate or not. Uh, but they definitely talked about the black folks and it was okay to, you know, do business as far as drugs in their community, just not anywhere else, you know. Uh, much like the scene in the hotel with all of the heads of the families from all over the countries. I don't want it sold near schools. Mm -hmm. So it is agreed. The trade in drugs will be allowed, but regulated. That was Bart Bartsini. Until today, oh, sorry. I Did, never knew it was Bartsini all along. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't get me going on the uh, on the Godfather movie because I'll just I'll keep throwing them at you. Well, yeah, because Sonny got killed, didn't he? Because he went, he spoke up. Uh, the father didn't want that type of deal, and then he spoke well, up, and then. That is, well, yes, Sonny got on the bad side of, uh, Sol of Solozzo and his crew, um, and he he had such a temper, and, you know, Sun Tzu wrote, if your enemy is of a choleric disposition, make sure you make him angry, and uh, they knew that, and uh, basically knew that Sonny was going to come running to save Connie, his sister, if Carlo ever touched her again, and they caught up with him at the uh, toll booth. Of course, look, The Godfather is a work, and a brilliant work of fiction uh, by the late Mario Puzo. We should point that out. But uh, uh, very, very interesting. I mean, Sonny, James Conn just recently deceased himself, and mm -hmm. Al Pacino keeps going and going and going. 
Yeah, I don't know. Great topic, though, Tom. I really liked it because I never thought about the mafia. I know the person who created the, the mafia name for Bills, he just got uh, – did he get, like, the, the best fan award? Uh, he's got that company for charity for the shirts. Uh, you know, I don't want to name the company on the air, but he's the big shirt guy, and I believe he just got named uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the, the fan of the year. He got tickets to go to the Super Bowl. Cool. I mean, cool. <laughs> cool. What are we going to do to get tickets? Then again, I'd probably say, here, you take you take the tickets, Kyle. I'm going to stay home and watch it on uh, at home, and I can pee when I want to well, no, pee. No, I'm, I'm not, not taking the tickets. I can't do it because, you know, you get the tickets, but the news said today the average hotel is like 10000 bucks a night. <laughs> so I don't got $10,000 a night. I have to Oh, really? You cheap, you cheapskate. Come on. Uh, thank you, Kyle. I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate the call. You know, and, and I know that our um, news director and brand manager, Lisa Polizzi, is all over this story. Uh, and so is my, uh, my first wife. Uh, <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. My first wife, um, Cassandra Joan Butler. Um, this eclipse that is coming up on April 8th. Do you know that some local hospitals, such is the interest in this eclipse on April 8th, that some local hospitals have actually canceled elective surgeries for that day? It is virtually impossible to find a hotel room in western New York on the 8th of April, from what I have heard. Uh, Buffalo is a real, I've not independently confirmed that, these are just things that I've heard, Uh, but this... uh, this eclipse on the 8th may be our version of the big game. you got to keep the corporate attorneys happy. The big game. Um, make sure, Tim, you bring a light jacket to the big game. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Tim and I have a real kind of a twisted relationship. Uh, here is uh, Karen in Buffalo. Karen, suddenly it's okay to say mafia when I was growing up. It was like you said that in front of the wrong person, you'd have your butt, you'd get spanked as a little boy. <laughs> I agree, Tom. And ever since I excuse my voice, but I um, have had a real problem with this only because I am a Sicilian. My family <laughs> immigrated, I guess, or migrated would be the word for today, but from Valdomo, Sicily. And I find it offensive, and I did find it offensive, and I did write a number of articles and posted, and it just, once the horse left the barn and the money was behind the statement, it became like a non-entity. There was really nothing that was anyone was going to say to turn that around. But I agree with your earlier comment. This never would have happened if it was in the early 70s. This this word and phrase would never be to the extent that it is today because there's been such a blurring of cultures and what they meant and how we all came here to be the people that we are today, which is probably a good thing in the big picture. And I think the Bills Mafia today represents Bill's family, and unfortunately, it has that negative connotation to those of us who remember what it really meant. You know, it's it's, it's so interesting you mention this because I, I don't remember the gentleman's name. 
Uh, but way back when, there was a reserve deputy with the Erie County Sheriff's Department scientific staff. And his family grew up in the area of uh, Dante Place, which used to be the Canal Street area, a, a sink of, uh, of vice and horrific human behavior. But he actually brought into uh, one of the meetings of the scientific staff of the Erie County Sheriff's Department a letter from La Mano Nero, the Black Hand which mm-hmm. was uh, a an organized crime, not mafia, but it was the Black Hand. And there are all over the world. There are a number of Black Hand societies. This, you know, basically invisible empire of people who would be willing to uh, destroy you if you didn't cough up the extortion money. Is this true? You see, it, it's funny because, you, like, the way you're responding to what I'm saying. I get the feeling there's a lot more to your story than you're not telling us. <laughs> there is a lot more. and it's I'd like to hear it. Can you, can you hold on, Karen? <laughs> hold on. I, I want to hear it because the way there, there's a certain lilt to your voice where this definitely has hit you personally at some point in your life. And I, I'm, I can't let that go um, because okay. I think every now and again I'm perceptive. And I think this is one of those moments. So don't go anywhere. Uh, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. I missed you guys so much yesterday. I really did. And uh, I'm, I'm bound and determined to figure out uh, how I can just do away with kidney stones once and for all. You should have seen me at the dentist yesterday. They were they were concerned about me. They were like, dude, you, you don't look so good. I'm like, I'm in pain. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO.
It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. But here's here's the thing, okay, uh, to my Italian and Sicilian paisans, even though technically I'm not, I'm an honorary uh, Italian and Sicilian. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, but when I was growing up, there were some old school Italians who played on my dad's softball team or against my dad's softball team. And we're talking early 1970s, mid-1970s. And if you would use the word mafia around those guys, uh, it was not like those were fighting words, uh, very similar to certain words of today that you don't say those words. You, You shouldn't and you don't unless you are a member of that particular group, in which case you are off the hook. I don't know how it works. It just works that way. It's not. See, it's not not the word. It's the lack of respect embodied by the word. Uh, But anyway, um, I have previously commented on this program how amazed I've been at Bill's Mafia not being more of a controversial thing than it is. But keep in mind, I'm not saying something against the Buffalo Bills, God forbid, even though they can never win the big game when they most need to win it. Um, I, 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 God forbid I say anything about the, about the Buffalo Bills, but the, uh, the issue of the Bills mafia, if you would have told some of those old-school Italian guys who were at the peak of health in 1973, hey, there's going to be a Bills fan club and it's going to be called Bill's Mafia, they would have hit the ceiling. And you might have grown up with uh, parents who might have been some of those ceiling hitters. Uh, They took it like the P word uh, to describe Polish-Americans. Well, I'll tell you what, my my wife is. So, I mean, if you would say Polak among a certain bunch of people – those were fighting words, and it's kind of funny because my first wife, Polish and German, and my current wife, and, well, forever forever wife, uh, Polish and Scottish, and a few other things as well. Um, but that word, it, you know, like we, like we joke about it amongst ourselves um, because they're family. I mean, what do you want me to say? They're family. But... Uh, when you come in from the outside, you don't know those those words are are not are not good. And actually, <clears throat> as far as the uh, word which uh, uh, is a it, well, it, it can or it can't be a slur against our Polish brothers and sisters. Shakespeare in Hamlet actually uses he describes the quote sledded Polacks uh, in in Hamlet. You can look it up uh, look it up yourself. And for some reason. Um, in this country, it became a source of division and derision toward uh, Polish Americans. And 
I've mentioned this before, but in 1883, there was actually an editorial in the Buffalo Evening News questioning the work ethic and cleanliness of Polish Americans. And this is when the first wave of Polish immigrants started coming into Buffalo. And the editorial, it actually read the headline, Will the Polacks Work? Now, I don't know about you, but I'm going to bet that your Polish grandmother or your Polish wife is toothbrush clean when when getting the grout out. I mean, I'm just saying um, you could pretty much eat off of my wife's floor and not catch any anything bad at all. So the fact that at one point, for whatever reason, you were considered to be unclean if you were of Polish, it's 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 amazing. Uh, it, it's how how people how people are and how words can change over time. Um, like the whole mafia thing has my attention today because it's just uh, it, it's. It's amazing to me as a 60-year-old guy that we talk about Bill's Mafia. You'll be watching a TV newscast, a sportscast around the country. Bill's Mafia. I mean, somewhere Joe Colombo is rolling over in his grave. Uh, Let's get back to Karen. Oh, Karen left us. Karen, that was very... You know what, Karen? You're a proud Italian. And one of the things that I love about the Italian culture is the love of family and respect. Respect is so important in Italian culture. I'm not talking about, quote-unquote, mob respect. I'm talking about respect, as in, well, something you don't get a lot of these days. But that's what I love about, well, I left out the food for a reason because I like it too much. But the uh, uh, the idea of respect, you don't get that as much in German culture. But Italian and Sicilian culture, very big on respect and i'm not going to name any names here but i had an interaction with uh, a local business run by some very hard-working italian american entrepreneurs and things went a little sideways and uh, let's just say that uh, an offer was made to me and i said you know what the fact that you responded to me and you treated me with respect is a lot more important to me than any gift card you might give me so let's just call it even and that means so much more to me and it means so much more to the other people involved and that's one of the things I love about Italian and Sicilian culture is the whole idea of respect it's very it's very very big and you know what you don't have to be Italian or Sicilian to have respect work for you in a positive way seriously um, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Somebody just said, I'm more Italian than real Italians. That's because I'm a wannabe, sir. I'm a wannabe. Here is uh, Jeremy in uh, Lancaster on WBEN. Jeremy, uh, Bill's Mafia. Uh, I mean, I, First of all, I can't believe that <laughs> as a guy who's as old as I am, who's seen the evolution of the word, that we actually have a, a football fan club, the Buffalo Bills Mafia. What's in your mind? Okay, uh, three points. Uh, first, uh, you had a gentleman earlier saying he didn't know about the animosity of some Italian Americans towards Black Americans. That stems from uh, before World War II. We weren't cons- we Italian Americans weren't considered white, and then 
Uh, now I'm a I'm an Italian Jew, so I'm gonna approach it in a couple different ways. Okay, we are brothers. Italian, just so you, it, just, just so you know, yeah. Jeremy, we're brothers right off the bat. Okay, Wait, so Jeremy, I know you. Jeremy, I know you, right? No, I know you. I, I okay. Well, there's there's a dude. Do you not hang out at a certain establishment on Main Street in Williamsville? Uh, no, sir. Oh my goodness! Well, okay. There is. There's another guy. Your same name. Your same background. I thought we knew each other, but please go ahead. So until World War II, uh, both Italians and Jews weren't considered white by who we call the Americans, the Americans. Right. And then, then we were both groups were allowed to move into the suburbs after the Germans, and then the Poles followed us. So the reason for that animosity, if you watch any uh, uh, mafia movie, you see uh, – that's what always made me laugh is like a lot of uh, uh, African-American rappers will cite the mafia who would never have anything to do with them. But it's basically you're calling us black. We're not that's, – that's, that's the reason for that animosity. In other words – by running to the whiteness, you're escaping the association with the African cultures. We well, you know that that that's then, if if you will allow me, sir, to just interject uh-huh. here and then let allow you to continue. Obviously, but um, Joe Bonanno's book, um, "A Man of Honor," and it is a true story that I did spend an afternoon with a very close relative of Joe Bonanno. True story. Um, a very delightful afternoon it was, but nothing illicit happened. I'm not stupid. But anyway, um, he talks about growing up in Sicily and being able to smell the lemon groves of Africa all the way over there in Sicily when the wind blew the right way. And it was just amazing to me. Yeah, the Shiraka winds, I think they're called. But, um, yeah, but my, my second point is the reason why people feel free to use the word mafia now is because the the mafia around here isn't half of what it used to be. You, this was the area of the Magadino family, which was an arm of the Bonanno family. They were fairly cousins. rough customers. Yeah, they were cousins. And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that if the family still had a presence here, you wouldn't see a lot of people throwing the term around. Um, like I've known people who have uh, disappeared. I've have, I, I've known people who have used uh, t- uh, toe cutters of pruners in their trade, you know, but they're not around anymore. So in their trade, uh, yeah. But but I mean, but you know, but it's not. You know what though? I mean, you're you're kind of. I mean, with all respect, my friend, you're kind of falling into that mm-hmm. thing of you know. Uh, Italians as vicious criminals when, in fact, the Jewish mobsters were horrible people, the Irish mobsters were horrible people, Um, MS-13, horrible people. The criminals of any culture, do I even want to go into the Germans? (laughs) I mean, come on. Um, And and, and the Polish, the big corny mob, uh, they would bury people alive on on Buffalo's east side and, and, and Sloan. But the the American mafia that we I don't know how old you are, but that is portrayed in the movies. Let's put it that way. That yeah. mob is is dead. There have been so many assaults oh, yeah. made 
against the various commissions, particularly out of New York City, that it the the Italian um, mafia of twenty or forty years ago is not it, it that doesn't really exist anymore to the extent uh, it used oh, to I, exist. I, I, I agree. I I agree, and that what I what I mean is not to play into the stereotype, but because there's not that menace that uh, you don't really have to fear that you're going to be found uh, rolled up in a in a rug. It's like well, people feel free to I want to explore, uh, Jeremy, my friend, I want to explore this further with yeah. you because you put a lot of thought into this, and I love the thought process. And he theorizes, and I'd like to know what you guys think about his theory, that the reason people toss around the word mafia now is because there's no fear of repercussions. And on the other side of that uh, is also the belief by some, uh, as you know, the Italian mob and the Jewish mobs got together in the syndicate days, along with some of the Irish and others, um, back in the early 1930s with uh, Lucky Luciano and Meyer Lansky uh, and uh, Benjamin Siegel, who founded Las Vegas, along with a bunch of Italian uh, gangsters, uh, he told the developer, I think it was Del Webb, told the developer, eh, don't worry, we only kill each other. Not necessarily true because the individual who ran over John Gotti's son ended up being murdered even though he it was an accident. Yes. Uh, the, f- the thing was with, with that, he, uh, from what I've read, he didn't. He didn't apologize personally. He just took off. But anyway, that doesn't excuse his murder. But, no, he was. Uh, he was. Yeah, you know. Again, an interesting point. He was scared. He was scared out of his mind. Oh yeah, yeah. And supposedly, if if the movie if the movie version is correct, uh, the guy's name was John Favara, by the way. He didn't fix the dent, and that was a source of that. That was a show of disrespect to the Gotti family. Yeah. But a third thing is now I'm a Holocaust scholar. I I teach for a living at the college level. And I applaud your uh, trip regarding uh, the part where that shows Hitler's rise to uh, rise in Germany. But on behalf of my temple, we we really uh, don't like uh, like I'm paraphrasing here, but the taped ad says. Uh, there'll be a solemn um, trip to Dachau, and we'll even visit the Eagle's Nest. Yes. But then the ad, but then the ad ends. Bring your leader hosen. Um, I'm, you know what? I'm so glad you brought that up. I felt very uncomfortable with that ad. My orders were to read the script exactly as it was written, and in the live yeah. versions, I don't do it that way. And I share – look, I'm looking forward to the trip because of its educational value. Um, and yeah. I, I'm going to tell you, I, I think you're correct, and I wish we would change the tape version uh, of that ad because it doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't flow right. I absolutely agree with you and ask the people with, her, with whom I work. I said, I don't feel comfortable with this. So you know what, if Jeremy, if there, if you know what, would you yeah. drop me an email privately? Because frankly, I would like to change that copy because I don't. I, I think 
I don't like the way it sounds because you're, you're absolutely right. It says, we'll even visit the the eagle's nest, grab your later hosen, and it's it's a non sequitur. It's it it's it. I agree with you. Um, I I don't think it's in good taste. I don't think there was any intentional bad taste. But I I want to make it right. Because that's cool. Because I've been to Germany several times, and it's a gorgeous country. And but I will warn you because I think you said this is your first. This will be your first time to Germany. Yes. Um, the just a word of warning. It's a beautiful country, but um, don't eat before you go to Dachau. No. And no. Uh, the what you'll find it's 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 weird because uh, it's the fascism is right under the surface. Like uh, I remember I met somebody upon meeting them. They asked me, isn't Jeremy a Jewish name? And I'm thinking, dude, it's like 60, 70 years ago. And that's the first thing you ask me, isn't Jeremy a Jewish name? Uh, and, uh, but, I, well, but usually I'm, not, in, I'm in Germany, 1933 to 1945 didn't exist. Remember, um, Jeremy, please write me an email. I agree with you. I, I think it's in bad taste, and I, I think it um, it was unintentionally in bad taste, and I want to make it right for you. And I'll also tell you that my grandmother's full name was, check, check this out, Edith Sophie Johanna Frank. Oh, wow. wow. Do, I have to, do I have to say anything more? No, no, you don't. No, you no, don't. No, exactly. Uh, just, uh... I, I, you're, that's a very yeah. that's a very valid criticism, and I will point that out again to my bosses, and we I'm going to make that right for you because I don't feel comfortable with that myself. Okay. But but it was, thanks for the thanks for the time. It was a good phone call, and I appreciate uh, hearing from you. I absolutely okay, have a great do. Day. I will, Jeremy. Thank Bye-bye. you very much. And yeah, I when I was recording that, um, I'm not going to tell you with whom I recorded it, but I didn't feel right about it. And I think it's a very valid criticism, but it was it was un I, I do know I tell you a fact it was absolutely unintentional, um, but it was it, it it was sloppy, and I should have um, I should have stamped my feet a little bit more than I did. Um, but we'll we will make it right because it's the right thing to do. Three fifty nine at News Radio nine thirty W B E N. Well, hello, loves. It is Bowerland News Radio 930 WBEN. I uh, do want to thank Joe Beamer for sitting in for me uh, yesterday um, on kind of short notice. I mentioned this at the beginning of the show, but I went to our friends at the Buffalo Dental Group yesterday, and it it hit me like from out of the blue. Um, you ever, if you've ever had kidney stones, you know what they feel like. They also have a tendency to make me very, like, Excuse me, but I think I need to vomit very, very soon. Uh, and I had to give uh, my boss about three hours notice. Um, and then, of course, the minute I did that, uh, I started feeling better. But uh, I was definitely in no shape, uh, no shape at that point yesterday to uh, do a show. And thanks to Joe Beamer for sitting in. And if you've got any ideas um, on how to uh, stop these darn kidney stones from popping up every couple of months, I would be personally grateful because never had an issue with them, and now it's like I give birth every every other month. And I do want to thank uh, Jeremy, our caller. Um, I communicated off-air with my boss, and we are all in agreement that the wording of the ad about, we're going to visit the eagle's nest, grab your later hosen, 
um, it's it's awkward. It was not intentionally done uh, to make anybody uncomfortable or to hurt anybody. I promise you that. I did not feel comfortable with it. I take full responsibility for not putting my foot down and saying, guys, this has to change. That is on me and me alone, and I apologize for that. Um, and I was up against the situation. If you, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the truth is always the best way to go in these things. Um, I did not feel comfortable with it when I read it. I read it anyway because I was told it has to be word for word for word. And when I was recording it, I said to the guy with whom I was recording it, I don't really like the sound of this. Um, and I should have been more, um, I should have been more uh, strenuous and strident in changing that. And we're going to, we're going to change it. My boss and I, and we're on the same page as Jeremy. Jeremy, thank you for reminding me to do something that frankly should have been done weeks ago. And, uh, I hope that you will forgive me and my basically rushing from thing to thing to thing. Um, and I absolutely meant no offense by it. And if you if you if you knew my family tree, I've talked about it on the air. But uh, on one side of the family, you've got uh, you've got Jews. On the other side of the family, you've got people in the Wehrmacht. So it's really, you know, it's I mean, you, you know who I favor in that one, right? OK, good. Um but uh, yeah, we'll we'll make the necessary correction. But the the Dachau trip, uh, Dachau part of the trip, um, it's not just a concentration camp; it's a memorial to the victims of the Nazi regime and the Dachau camp. Because even though it was not a death camp like uh, Auschwitz, um, it was a place where political opponents of the Nazis were murdered. Um, Thousands of people murdered, even though it wasn't a quote-unquote death camp. But it, it is also a memorial. But uh, point taken, Jeremy. Just give things move sometimes a little slowly at work. So just give give me a couple of days to make that right. And again, my sincerest apologies for not being more strident at the time because I knew it sounded bad and I should have been a lot more um, vocal about it, and I wasn't. And I feel bad. I really feel bad about that. Um, and I hope, I you know what? I know you will accept my apology because it's just. I, I think after after five decades, I think our relationship is such that you know from where I'm coming on these things. So thank you. Anyway, uh, it is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, and welcome to the show. Uh, talking about you know slurs here, and there's a guy. I'll, I'll get into the whole article a little bit later on, but. Basically says from a fan of the Washington football team, uh, the commanders, and basically says, how come the Buffalo Bills fans are allowed to denigrate Italian and Sicilian Americans with Bills Mafia? And I know to some of you it might seem like a superfluous topic, but as a guy, and I cringe every time I say this, as a man of 60 years of age, <clears throat> I remember being a 10-year-old boy and a 12-year-old boy. And I remember that back when The Godfather came out and was on the big screen, um, there were a lot of very unhappy people of Italian ancestry because Italian-Americans 
and Sicilian Americans were absolutely brutally treated in the press. And you go back and you read some of the articles. I'm not trying to pick on the newspaper, okay? They might pick on us every chance they get, but uh, I just don't swim in that stuff. And um, there were a number of articles about uh, people looking suspicious because they looked Italian. In fact, when McKinley, President of the United States, when he was shot at the Pan American Exposition on September 6, 1901, some of the quotes from the security guards were to the effect of, well, you know, we were paying attention to this short fellow with a brown, bushy mustache who looked like he might be an anarchist. Translation, he looked like he might be Italian. And there, there was a lot of anti-Italian discrimination in this country. Make no mistake about it. Um, so let's get back to your calls. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, Jeremy, I, I know, you know what, I think I know the kind of man you are, and I, and I think that you, in fact, I know that you accept my apology and thank you for that. You don't, you, you, don't, you don't even have to send me an email. I know you do, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for our relationship. Uh, here is uh, Connie and Clarence on WBEN. Connie, hello. Hi. Um, I'm calling because it's funny that this topic came up, because I was at a wedding not too long ago, and I was sitting next to a man who was part Sicilian and part Italian. And there is actually a differentiation. Anybody that's from that's north of... of of Naples thinks much differently of the people that south from Naples. So uh, even you, even the language is is different. Yeah. So if you really want a perspective on how Sicilians feel about this, or Italians, I should say, you should ask the, you should really be speaking to the people who are of Sicilian Italian descent. And remember, Sicily was its own country uh, not too long ago. It wasn't very long ago where it was. Uh, absorbed by Italy, but I'm not offended by the word mafia because I feel it has a bad connotation because I mean, I think that Sicilians have acclimated and I think that most people realize that those connotations are not true. And quite frankly, most people who come to this country from a different country are in some way, shape or form discriminated against. I'm, I'm offended by it because of the pain that the mafia caused Sicilians in Sicily and Sicilians here. I think if you speak to people who, whose uh, descendants came, like mine, um, in the early 1900s, that, that you'll be told that most of them were affected in some way, shape, or form by the mafia. And most of them will tell you that it wasn't a pleasant experience. And even more than that, I would argue and say that many of them still probably suffer some generational trauma because of the brutality of that organized crime unit. And that's really what it is, an organized crime unit composed of thugs who are often quite heartless and crooked and, you know, engaged in activities that don't represent America. And many Sicilians left because of that. So when you say mafia, 
I don't think it's something that should be celebrated. And I understand that most people don't realize that because they didn't live that pain. Um, But I think it's something that should be considered because if you speak to a lot of people of Sicilian descent, I think you're going to find they feel the same way, but it's not something that, you know, comes up in conversation. I don't even know how... my love, I, I would I would love to hear from some more people like you who did grow up with the pain. And, you know, people looking sideways at you or with their head on a swivel because, my goodness, she's Sicilian. You never know what she's capable no, no, of no, doing. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's exactly the opposite of what I'm saying. That I don't care about. What I'm concerned about is the pain that that, that word connotates in families who are of Sicilian descent who have been affected by the activities of the mafia, both in Sicily and here. Because, and like I said before, if you speak to many Sicilians whose family came here at the time I mentioned, early 1900s, I guarantee you they will all, or many of them, most of them, will have something negative to say about how it affected their family. My skin is thick. I don't care, you know, about racial slurs. That doesn't offend me. But the word itself brings me pain and not because of the connotation of a group of people but because of the pain so guy in the uh the washington area wrote an op-ed piece to his uh, newspaper saying how come the bills fans are allowed to get away with the slur of bills mafia and to many of you you're thinking wow what an overly sensitive labile individual but i'm telling you in the early 1970s, and I'm sure after that, there was a lot of resentment over the wanton, um, gratuitous use of that word. And uh, Connie is uh, with us on WBEN. But, you know, here's what's, what's interesting to me anyway, Connie, is the fact that um, while most of the people uh, from Sicily were more likely to have been victimized by uh, the OGs, the original gangsters, than they were to have benefited from it. Um, among, I would say, pretty much 99% of the Sicilian Americans with whom I associated, and there, and they are many, believe me, that everybody's got a story about somebody in the family that was okay. in some way, shape, or form connected. Well, maybe not, maybe not in the in the same way, but maybe not connected in terms of being in it, but being affected by it as well. Because you got to remember, they started in Western New York, which is where the Sicilians pretty much resided, and they were shaking down businesses. And if you didn't pay, you were killed. And I don't, I don't, I, I personally just think that. If they renamed the Bills Mafia and they replaced the F with an N, it would it would it would probably be uh, less uh, controversial. Bills would I go? Would I look at my my life um, my life's work to have them change the name? No. Was, these are things that come up in passing when I speak to people, right. and I can tell you that there are those whose families were not in it that feel the same way for the same reason that I do. You know, when you when you use the, the slang for Polish people, and I won't say it, um, I don't I don't think of the word mafia as that way. When I think of the word mafia, I think of the word as, of, I think of thugs, 
I think of cruel people, heartless people, um, people that don't deserve respect. And I know that the creators of the Bills Mafia couldn't possibly have that same um, meaning because they don't understand what what Sicilian people went through. Um, but well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated. Connie, Connie, thank thank you very much. I, I got to get to some to uh, some other stuff here. I can't believe uh, it's already 4:27. But the, uh, the 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 Polish thing. See, words and language fascinates me. I am fascinated by the fact that mafia, which was a dirty word in a lot of Italian and Sicilian households when I was growing up, okay, has changed now to the fact where it's almost lighthearted. Bill's mafia takeover. Um, and the uh, the P word, um, and <laughs> I mean, my wife is, she is of Polish descent, and let's just say we have a very... Um, we 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 have we both have six senses of humor. I'm not going to deny that, um, but uh, that word has also been around a long time. Like when you were in school and you read Hamlet, they made you read Hamlet, and I hated Hamlet because such a wishy-washy character. But I couldn't believe what whoa that word has been around that long, and the permutations it has gone through fascinate me. Um, the changing use of language is, we talked about this the other day too, when we talked about swear words and uh, the C word. And my 90-year-old mother, I'm not going to repeat what she said, but uh, she uh, she just put, she, she tells it how it is. And language does change. And uh, yes, it does fascinate me because I make my living with uh, with language. And even if I didn't, it still would be a source of fascination to me because it's how we communicate uh, with uh, with each other. So uh, very, very interesting. So there's been a really I, I thought this was going to be a really good show. I wasn't expecting it to be this good, but it's like I said at the beginning, it's because of your calls. There's a lot of passion, and there's a lot of knowledge and intelligence that's coming out. Not that you guys don't always have that. Come on, a lot more than I do. But um, it's, it's, it's really been good, and it's been very thought-provoking for me, and, and I think for a lot of people out there. Look, I'm not the most sensitive guy in the world. I'll be the first to admit that. But uh, when people have valid and legit complaints i'll certainly listen absolutely be an idiot not to right um and if if they called it bill's mania though mental health advocates would say mania is a real issue you can't call it mania and then we get into that trap of well what have we become in america which we can certainly explore as the calls come in on wben this is uh there's a lot more to this show than meets the eye is there not And, of course, the famous scene in the college episode where Meadow uh, turns to her father, Tony Soprano, and says, are you in the mafia? And that's a recurring theme uh, through the the episode and through the uh, series. I think Tony flashes back to that on several uh, occasions. But uh, the thing is, and the uh, people who were part of the... uh, 
uh, NYPD Organized Crime uh, Task Force as well as the uh, FBI Organized Crime Task Force. This is, of course, when the FBI, uh, before the FBI was used as a uh, political uh, weapon against uh, the opposition. Uh, but in any event, uh, they they were always uh, upset at the romance that America had with organized crime because they saw and heard the other side of organized crime. Uh, let me be very succinct here in my example. Uh, you think of uh, the Dapper Don, John Gotti, and his, well, today they'd be $10,000 silk suits, and then you listen to the tapes of John Gotti, and my dear friends, I can swear with the best of them, I don't think I could have kept up with John Gotti in a curse-by-curse -curse conversation. And it was very frustrating to the people in law enforcement that John Gotti became this folk hero. But getting away from this whole Italian and mafia thing, the American – and this, folks, I don't have an explanation for this. I don't. But the fascination uh, of Americans with crime predates the what we think of as organized crime in America by – uh, several decades. Billy the Kid was idolized by a generation of American kids in what today we would call graphic novels or uh, comic books, if you prefer. Um, John Dillinger. And here's another one. John Dillinger was not what we would think of as a gangster. I mean, he had a gang, a regular re routine gang with whom he hung out. Uh, but John Dillinger, for whatever reason, captured the uh, imagination of a lot of people in the country back in the 1930s. Um, yeah, and part of it, of course, was John Dillinger. Of course, it's, it's subjective. These things are subjective. John Dillinger was a good-looking man. He was extremely handsome. And interestingly enough, bore a striking resemblance to... Uh, an actor we would come to know as Humphrey Bogart later on. So the law enforcement people have always uh, had to deal with the fascination that Americans have for certain criminals as they go about trying to lock up certain criminals. And one of the things that I think is great, and I don't mean to get too far afield here, but one of the things I think is great about the Netflix movie with Woody Harrelson and uh, Kevin Costner, The Highwaymen, is most movies about Bonnie and Clyde, Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker, most of them approach their murderous spree from the perspective of the criminals and not from the perspective of those they killed, uh, especially the law enforcement officers who went down in the line of duty because of Bonnie and Clyde. I uh, might remember the Georgie Fame song way back when, when the movie came out in the 1960s about Bonnie and Clyde. But uh, the, the other thing, too, getting back to uh, people's um, perceptions and stereotypes... <clears throat> And and if you are if you are of Polish descent, I know that you're gonna you're you're gonna laugh at this because it's, you're gonna say that is my mom, that was my grandma, um, because the Polish community for a long time had to deal just like the Italians had to, and of course our black brothers and sisters had to deal with this notion that well if you're Polish you are dirty 
you are filthy. I mean, you might as well be an animal. And you know, and I know, that your Polish grandmother took a toothbrush in her hand to clean the grout. Your Polish grandmother, you would take the shoes off before you entered the home. Am I ringing any bells with you guys? Um, Mrs. Bowerly is uh, (laughs) mostly Polish and a cleaner woman does not live than Mrs. Bowerly. Um, then I come along to wreck everything. But see, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm mostly, well, what I am doesn't really matter. But the, the surname is 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 German, uh, or as she delicately says, Kraut. I know she doesn't say that, but uh, I, there's not. I, I'm I'm so many different things that I, I can't even begin to describe it. My family tree is my the, the genetic family history is uh, it's all over the map, kind of like this previous thirty seconds. Um, eight oh three, sorry, eight oh three oh nine thirty is the uh, phone number. Bill's Mafia. Is it? Does it denigrate Italian and Sicilian? Americans. And by the way, a lot of people think Al Capone was mafia. Al Capone, his family was from Naples, Napoli. And the last time I checked, that's not that's not on Sicily. Uh, he was a gangster and a thug of Italian descent, but he wasn't a made member of the mafia. Uh, they've got a ritual they go through. There are also other uh, branches of Italian um, organized crime. And again, I, one thing that I think, as long as we're talking about why people are concerned about uh, Bill's mafia and how come they're allowed to get away with basically denigrating an entire culture of people, is every ethnic group has its bad apples. And when you think about if these people had applied themselves to legitimate businesses, they would have been legitimately rich and they wouldn't have ended up dead in a hail of gunfire in the streets uh, or dying in a very dank and damp prison cell. Um, and and that's, that's always been a source of fascination to me anyway. Al Capone, at least before tertiary syphilis ate his brain, he was not a stupid man. He was a sociopath and a psychopath, but he was not stupid. Same thing with John Gotti. Sociopath, check. Psychopath, check. But he was also super smart, and you can't take that away. Um, Sammy the Bull Gravano. I don't, I don't mean to go, go through the whole uh, who's who list here, but uh, Sammy Gravano would have been a very successful, legit, construction magnate but one turn in the road and he ends up being something else um so there's this uh, piece that a letter writer wrote to the washington post basically saying how come the bills are allowed to get away with not the team but the fans are allowed to get away with denigrating an entire group of people with this whole bills mafia thing and i'm glad that was brought to my attention uh, before coming on the air today. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And uh, by the way, totally personal. It, it's totally a personal note here. Uh, many of you have had issues with kidney stones. And for whatever reason, every month, every other month, I'm coming down with these damned kidney stones. 
and I don't know why. And I want to know what you have found that actually eliminates them or reduces their frequency. Because I've done everything you guys are telling me to do. I drink water like it's going. I've, I've, in fact, I think I drank the entire Mediterranean last week. They, they desalted it, and uh, there I was. But eight oh three oh nine thirty is the uh, phone number. Star nine thirty on the cell phone, and one eight hundred six one six W B E N. And uh, I want to thank the guys and ladies at the Buffalo Dental Group yesterday for their concern because literally right after I walked in, I started sweating profusely. And I said, guys, I'm not really feeling all that hot right now. And then poor Lisa, my boss, I gave her all of three hours notice. Yeah, I can't work today. This is not going to happen. But if you found a way to to beat off. Um, kidney stones. I I would like to know because this is getting a little bit ridiculous, uh, especially when they have to go in and get them. <laughs> I know too much information. Sorry about that. Uh, was there somebody to whom I had to go back? Uh, I think we should be set with a new caller. Yeah, eight zero three zero nine thirty star nine thirty one eight hundred six one six W B E N. Yeah, language fascinates me. What we are offended by fascinates me, and. Um, how stereotypes originate uh, fascinates me. In fact, there is a book. I want to call your attention real quickly. If you want to see how badly Italian and Sicilian Americans were discriminated against, uh, check out. It, I don't think it's still in print, but you should be able to find a copy of it somewhere. Unfortunately, whoever bound these books did a horrible job. But um, Mike Vogel, Edward Patton, and Paul Redding, America's Crossroads, Buffalo's Canal Street, Dante Place, The Making of a City. And you will see some of the most racist depictions of Italian Americans, and I think in some cases um, Polish Americans, in this book. Oh, as well as our black brothers and sisters. I should point that out. And the illustrations uh, done by a very dear friend, uh, Laura Redding. I run into her every year at Old Home Days in Williamsville. Uh, but it's a great book, but the company that bound the book did a crappy job. And believe me, I'm pretty sure the authors know it. Um, let's get back to the calls. Tom in Lackawanna on WBEN. Tomas, you are on. Hello. Where do we go from here? That was a lot to follow there, Thomas. <laughs> Uh, well, I try to, I try every now and again, sir. I try to give you a lot of meat and the potatoes. It doesn't take much. I got a few <laughs> years on you. Any, anyway, um, as somebody who came up, I hate to say, grew up for some reason on the West Side with an Italian last name, very similar to a gangster, famously not the same name, but very it rhymes with it. Uh, you know, I was subjected to a lot of jokes here and there like that. Uh, but I agree with that. Um, the, the woman caller there, um, it's nothing to be proud of to say the Bills Mafia. I don't find it anything to be proud of. Uh, not that I, I don't do It doesn't offend me at all. Uh, but I find it nothing. You know, I, I kind of made the comparison to uh, uh, Tanner there. Is he, is he Tanner than Donald Trump, by the way? But anyway. Um, <laughs> no, but Tanner's less orange. I'll say that much. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, George Hamilton, now I'm showing my age. Um, I'm sure he gets joked about that a lot. Anyway. Keep to uh, the trail. Keep to the trail. Okay. Anyway, um, you know, the thing is I compared it to the, the Seinfeld, the soup Nazi. Remember the soup Nazi? Yes. 
what if they, you know, said about he well he's the soup mafia or the restaurant was a soup mafia? It would have been looked at as humorous. Um, if they call it the Bills Nazis, uh, would it be taken the same way? Oh, that was brought up in this letter to the Washington Post. And another thing too, did the Cleveland Indians ever change their name? I never found that out. Tanner, you're a baseball guy, aren't you? No, not, but they not. did change their name. They're the Cleveland Guardians now. Right, I thought so. I wasn't too sure. But, yeah, now it's two teams, but the Chiefs are still in there with that. I think there's another uh, another team that uses an Indian-based name. I'm not sure. But, anyway, uh, you know, that's the whole thing. Like I said, I was, you know, coming up on the west side and, uh, you know, subjected to that kind of talk and joking, you know, that kind of thing. To me, like I said, the other callers have said Italians that I knew were hard workers. A lot of them were owning their own pizzerias and restaurants, uh, money crazy, if anything, nothing else. Some womanizers here and there, which is, you know, part of the okay. course of anybody. So know. we're talking about the general ebb and flow of most of humanity, especially that, the right. penis variety. Yes. I'm just saying my personal thing. I never really, you know, the jokes go or about the, the, the gang and the, the mob and all that. I knew somebody who pretended to be and claimed to be whatever. To me, it was like, oh, yeah, if you really knew somebody, you wouldn't be broadcasting it around if you were in this kind of thing. But anyway, that, that's what I feel. It's nothing to be... Um, glorified to me it's a name that i I don't find anything good about using it uh, really and and that's why we're doing the show today and i'm i'm blown away by the response tanner has already declared this to be an instant classic show i just kind of had that feeling in the last hour tanner tanner at what point did you say to yourself up it's a bowerly instant classic show what time was that Ooh, um, probably about, I think it might have been 3.30 where we had maybe two calls lined up, and I'm like, all right, we're going to get through these two, and then we're going to be done, and then now we have a full bank of calls. So, Yeah, but it's but like I said at the beginning of the show, it's the listeners, and it is the all of the different opinions we're getting, uh, such as from uh, our dude here, Tom in Lackawanna. Tom, you know what I'm going to do for Christmas or Hanukkah? I'm not sure what your faith is. I'm going to get you a compass and a map. So you can stay on the trail. You wander. <laughs> you wander more than. Oh, squirrel! <laughs> You're like a squirrel. Well, I'm, I'm trying like to give you competition, but it doesn't work. I'm trying <laughs> to give you competition. Oh, Tom, one more thing. Now listen. Yes. You always bring up the Kennedy thing, right? Yes, please get to the point, please. Okay, there was a movie about Oswald in the late seventies. Lauren Green was playing. If Oswald lived to stand trial, yes. if yes. Lauren Green, uh, if he's to trial, Lauren Green was his lawyer, and his assistant comes to him and says, listen to what I found out, the CIA and the mafia, and Lauren Green, just the way he said it, always got me, the CIA and the mafia, there you go. Uh, uh, indeed, uh, I've seen the movie, thank you very much uh, for the call, okay. I think it was called The Trial of Lee Harvey Oswald, and and you know, if you want to talk about CIA and mafia, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll tell you a funny, well, not a funny story, but a, a little American history they didn't teach you in school after the news at 5, and then I'll rejoin the trail in progress now that Tom, what is it about Tom's? We take you off the trail. So Bill's Mafia, is it? does it denigrate Italian and Sicilian Americans? And again, you, the, the prism through which I think it would be helpful to view this is go back and, well, you're on, on hold, just go on your cell phone and look up how the movie The Godfather actually got made. There were threats who were made against people involved in making the movie. 
And at the time, a group run by mob boss Joe Colombo, uh, basically they had the ability and the power to nix the project. You know, things have a, things have a way of blowing up, catching fire. Um, but the deal that they finally reached was you don't use the word mafia in the movie. And you also are going to use some of our guys as your actors, such as Clemenza, his last name in real life, Castellano, ring a bell. And uh, the guy who played Luca Brasi was in real life uh, a well-known arsonist and felon. It is, uh, which kind of is redundant, 430, 458, News Radio 930, WBEN. All righty then. Welcome. It is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Great to be with you. My uh, computer seems to have frozen up at the most inopportune time. Uh, does your computer do that uh, at work where you are? Yeah, because mine just did that, and it's so annoying. Um, I'll tell you what. I was going to read an article uh, verbatim. But instead, I'll do it word for word. Now, I, I was going to read an article uh, verbatim, but I'm just going to have to do it from memory. Um, and it's actually something that I brought up on the show previously, but this guy writing a letter to the editor in the Washington Post, uh, an admitted Washington Commanders fan, and before that, a Redskins fan, until he realized the error of his wayward linguistic and uh, racist ways. Um, he basically asked the question about Bill's Mafia, how come the Bill's Mafia gets away with denigrating uh, an entire group of people? And I think it is an interesting question. I don't think it's any big secret that um, I tend to hang out with a lot of people of Italian, Sicilian, and Jewish descent. I don't know how life works, but it just seems to have worked out that way. And one of the things that... uh, has come up in conversation uh, quite frequently is the whole notion of Bill's mafia and some and and more specifically let me let me rephrase that the history believe it or not I mean these are barroom conversations but even even the drunkest of my friends uh, can make very good points from time to time but uh, the the bottom line is that uh, and I, I hate to bring this up, uh, but it is kind of relevant to the conversation. Uh, I turned 60 years old back in September. I guess it beats the alternative, but I, I turned 60 years old. And, and what's nice about that is I can remember being a little boy. And in many ways, I still am. But I can remember being a little boy. And my dad hanging out with a whole bunch of people of Italian descent or a few on the softball team, the basketball team, uh, friends of the family, etc. And there were two, I remember as a little boy distinctly, there were two groups of people. Um, there were those of Polish descent whom, for whom uh, that word, um, it was, it was basically, if you said that word, you might have a very shortened life expectancy. And one of the first shows I ever did was with a local gentleman who actually had a job at the State Department at one point, and he was on a one-man crusade to do away with Polish jokes, which I never, honestly, for as sick a sense of humor as I have, I never quite got 
well, why would you think that people of Polish descent, I, I, I don't get it. What? Why are these jokes supposed to be funny? Because to me, they weren't. And I'm, I'm not just saying that. They just weren't. And the other group of people, and remember, this is a time when the Godfather, one, is uh, being made and is coming out and everybody's talking about, oh, the horse's head in the bed. Um, the word mafia was very uncool to say around certain people. And it was, again, people taking pride in the culture from which they came. Look, you're talking about their parents. You're talking about their grandparents. And all of us, especially in this area, right, all of us have, I think, fond stories of our Sicilian grandmother, our Polish uh, great-uncle, our German grandfather, et cetera, et cetera. And for the people of Italian descent to basically be the um, butt of jokes, which seem to revolve around the mafia, organized crime, it was a, I'll tell you something, it was a source of a lot of anger and resentment. Look, who, who wants to be, just by virtue of your last name, who wants to be automatically assumed to be involved in uh, in RICO conspiracies? Of course, they didn't call them that back then. In organized crime, no one, no one. And there, I remember hearing gentlemen, older Italian uh, gentlemen, not with accents, but first generation, um, lost in space. No, the line from Don McLean's American Pie, but the. Uh, the pride that they took in the country of their family's origin versus the animosity and the insult they took over that same uh, origin from the Medigans, um, there was a dis- there was a real disconnect there. And what I'm the, the bottom line for just joining us, and this was echoed in a letter to the uh, Washington Post. The bottom line is. And I'm not trying to, look, I'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade. I know that most of you people love the Buffalo Bills, even though they're never going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, But, I mean, most of you love the Buffalo Bills, and you're fans of the Bills. You live and eat and breathe by the Buffalo Bills. And and I, I get that. I get that. It's entertainment. It's Buffalo on the big stage of international entertainment. Um, our phone number on WBN is 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. So the term mafia, again, when I was growing up, man, you didn't use that word around some people. You didn't use that word. Now it's tossed around, and I know it's supposed to be fun. I know it's supposed to be lighthearted. And I'm not trying to be a Karen about this or whatever the male version of a Karen would be. But you've got some people who are not down with having the word mafia thrown in their faces because their parents, their grandparents, their great-grandparents were subjected to horrible persecutions and unfair negative stereotypes simply by virtue of the land from which they came. Um, 803-0930, star 930. I'm trying my best to, uh, trying my best to explain this 
um, again, one of the advantages of having been around a little while and having having been allowed to season uh, and think about one's opinions and one's life experiences, season or fester, one or the other. But uh, let's get to your calls. Is is there something wrong with using the word mafia, which is a violent criminal organization, uh, to talk about your fanhood of the football team? 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And before I get back to more calls, I just want to tell you guys, um, first of all, in our relationship, um, I, you guys, you guys are doing most of the work today, and my kidneys are very grateful to you for that. Believe me, thank you. Here's Jim in uh, North Tonawanda. Jim, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Yeah, Tom. Uh, I, for, for, you know, thank you for letting me on. Um, the first thing I want to say is, look, as far as the Bills Mafia goes, as long as the NFL can market what they're marketing, which is excitement and some controversy, and everybody's counting their money, everybody's going to be happy. How many times have we watched Bills games when the Bills are played at home and the other team uh, gets called for illegal motion, jumping off sides or whatever because they can't hear their signals, and the guys that are broadcasting the game are going nuts saying, the Bills Mafia, they can't hear their signals, they're they're, they're going to lose the game, blah, 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 blah. And, and the crowd gets louder and louder, and the people, uh, us guys at home, we're getting more and more excited. The National Football League is marketing a product. And if the Bills Mafia put some money in their pocket, they're going to do it. And another thing, um, when you when it's time to go to war, the vocabulary will always change. Um, Hollywood is cranking out all these Sicario movies. They've done two of them, and according to what I heard, they're working on the third one. Uh, Sicario was originally a Jewish zealot, the Jewish zealots that were attacking the Roman army in Palestine. In the 21st century, because of everything and what's going on on the border and all that controversy and violence and children being sold into sexual slavery, a Sicario, the, the definition of a Sicario in the 21st century is a Mexican hitman. Now we have somebody that we can direct our energy against. Nikki Haley said, if I get elected president, I'm sending special operations to kill him. President Trump says, well, I, I, those people are overrunning the border. They're per- contaminating the, the bloodline. Yeah, we're getting ready to uh, – the war's already started. I mean, you've got to live in the real world. We're, we're, Hollywood's making movies off the Sicario movies and other movies about what's going on down on the border. Everybody's making money, and we have an enemy – that we can that we can direct our energy against, and if they're and if they're gonna, and if they're going to sell kids into into sexual slavery, you know what I say? Shoot them in the face. That's me. Talking about the uh, Bills Mafia, and does it denigrate Italian Americans? And my point is that in the early '70s, when I was little Tommy, you didn't use the word mafia and by the way if you're walking down Kenmore if you're walking down Delaware Avenue uh, in a certain part of Kenmore you did not use the words bookie joint out loud and those of you from the village you know exactly what I'm talking about uh, anyway back to uh, Jim Jim the whole thing is it it, it gets people the, the bills mafia come on like I said 
they that gets people all fired up and they can't hear their signals. They're jumping off sides. And, and the, the National Football League is marketing a product to the public. And if it's boring, you, Tom, we both know we both love those. Don't we both love those bone-crushing hits? Tell the I, truth. Yes, I enjoy people having the rest of their lives destroyed by fractures, compound. It, no, I, I look, it's an exciting game. You cannot take that away from football. It's very exciting. And honestly, my first thought when I see bone-crushing hits is this guy is going to be 62 years old and probably living on a morphine drip. Yeah, that, maybe that's true, but when Josh Allen's running down the field with that football and the, and the television ratings are through the roof, can you imagine what it would, what, what it would cost us if we were business guys to do a, a, a 30-second commercial from the NFL during one of their games? What do you think we'd be paying for that commercial? I was going to say, you know, I'm glad he's got the football in his hand because he'll never have to worry about a Super Bowl ring in the same hand. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, but the, the bottom line is <laughs> they're making money. And, we, and, and like I said, um, we are getting the, – the war's already started down on the border. Look what's going on right now as we speak. Are we getting off, we're, getting, we're getting off track right, here, We buddy. are getting off we're the track. Off we're track. getting back on the track. But All the, right, man. the mafia thing – it's it's just something that gets people excited and gets them going in the right direction. I mean, my grandfather, I told you before, my grandfather was from the town of Ravenusa in the province of Agrigento, Sicily. Mm-hmm. The Monsignor that married my sister was from the town of Ravenusa and, and uh, the province of Agrigento. It, he married my sister and her husband. He was from the same town my grandfather was from. So I could care less. It's just exciting, and it makes Bills fans happy, and it makes me happy when I get to watch the games on television because I'm too old and decrepit to go out to the stadium now. Oh, so, stop it. Um, yeah, you're, you're decrepit, all right. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, but you know what I'm came early today. It's exciting, and it's fun, and sometimes you got to take it for what it is. It's exciting, and it's fun, and it gives our politicians something to debate about. At least we know they're thinking about something. <laughs> All right, Jim, I got to move on. You're too much. You're too much. Yep. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> yeah right. Well, you know, I will. Come on. Don't be a dork. <laughs> That's okay. I, every now and again, I run into Jim, so believe me, it's all in good fun because I really, I rather, I'm rather fond of my head being attached to the shoulders uh, in some way, shape, or form. Tanner, do we have uh, the uh, Germany thing here? Yes. Yes, we do. That's what I thought. Just double-checking Tanner Saunders uh, behind the glass at Master Control. I, I can't believe we have just another half hour to talk about this. Uh, Bill's Mafia, is that inherently unfair to Italian and Sicilian Americans? And growing up when I did, I could make the argument that it is unfair, but to a lot of the younger people like Tanner, this is the first time Tanner is aware, I think, of the degree to which the word mafia has been hurtful to our Italian and Sicilian brothers and sisters over the years. Ah, yes, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. 
And, uh, you know, it's uh, I've been referencing The Godfather a lot today, and there's a reason for that. Uh, those of you who have pointed out, uh, Tom, you got to check out The Offer. Well, I-, I was familiar with the story behind The, off- uh, the Offer uh, prior to its popularity. And the basically, I have told it a number of times today, but before the New York mob bosses, before the five families, would allow uh, Hollywood to shoot on location in New York City, any movie to, uh, portraying uh, the mafia, organized crime of the Italian variety, um, they had to make sure that the word mafia would never be uttered because it was supposed to be a secret society. And that's one of the reasons John Gotti found himself, uh, at least at the height of his power, also at the lowest point of his uh, of his power, because the old timers looked at John Gotti and they said, look, we're not supposed to have a fan club. We're not supposed to be giving out autographs. We're supposed to be uh, on the down low. Publicity can get you killed. Uh, either through the legal system or in the uh, penal system in some way, shape, or form. Uh, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Tanner Saunders, uh, did you know, uh, I'm just curious because I don't know what they're teaching you kids in school these days, but how much of this stuff did you know before we even got into it? Not a ton. I was kind of with Kyle in Amherst when he called in earlier saying that I never never really dawned on me how offensive the word could be to to people of an Italian or Sicilian background because I'm not from that background. So when I hear Bill's Mafia, it just doesn't really mean much to me in that regard. Uh, your background would be? Well, I know on my mother's side I am Irish, German, and French, and I'm not sure about my dad's side. Um, DNA testing. Oh, yeah. They got me a kit for Christmas. I just have to send it in to the appropriate place. Oh, have you have you uh, expectorated into the tube yet? I have not, no. Well, it's a good deal of fun, I'll tell you. All right, uh, Tanner Saunders on News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowardly. Let's get back to the calls. And this is a name that I sometimes have issues with because some people pronounce the E and some people don't at the end of the name. And uh, it is Pasquale or Pasquale in Buffalo. Um, it's definitely Pasquale. I'm not Spanish whatsoever. People have been calling me Pascale my whole life. It's all weird. <laughs> But it well, is an honor and privilege to talk to you. Listen, I want to tell you something. If this is going to be one of your epic shows of all time, I'm glad you have gotten a little bit in on this because I have so many things to talk to you about. You're going to be thrilled with me. Okay. First of all, those stones that you have, if they call them mafia stones, do you think they would be easier or harder to flush out of you? I don't know. You might want to ask your doctor about that. But your last <laughs> caller, a few callers ago, Tom, there was a lady, a sweetheart lady, and she said that she has thick skin about this mafia use for the Bills term. And you know what? I commend her because I wish that more people would just have less sort of sensitive skin about this kind of stuff nowadays instead of being so sensitive to every little word that we use. You know, I mean, and it's especially for Bills Mafia. We're well known around the country for being, you know, so sort of generous and humanitarian. In thuggeries and, and 
Hillary's and all that stuff that follows the mafia name from back where my family is from. And it's, I'm not Sicilian, but I'm from the region of Italy that's kind of the boot kicking Sicily. Calabria is where they come from. And, you know, a long time ago, a long Good time Bruce. ago, I mean, I'm, I'm close to being your age, but, you know, there was, um, there was a movie by James Conn, God bless his soul, made about my family, and it was called Hide in Plain Sight. You may have heard about it. It was filmed right here in Buffalo. And my parents told me about this stuff when I was a little kid. I didn't really know anything about it. Another caller earlier mentioned the Magadino family. Stefano Magadino is my godfather. He died when I was like two years old. I never even understood the legendary sort of um, shadow that he cast. Being oh. a new age kind of guy. Like, it's like, I didn't really discover this stuff like you. I went like a bookworm and I started to discover this stuff. And I was like fascinated by the stories. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, this is crazy. Like, it's all neat and it's all true. And I got um, really fascinated by it. Although, the term mafia, look, of my generation, okay, everybody has their own thing where they want to kind of hang on to and they want to say, no, this is wrong, this is right. If everybody just took a deep breath and realized everybody gets picked on, there's no heritage, there's no mean, there's no mean sort of. connotation towards somebody saying, oh, my God, you're in Bill's Mafia. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. That stuff doesn't matter anymore to this generation. I've got kids in their 20s. They have no idea what the hell we're talking about, man. You know, they really don't. And um, it, and it sucks because you lose a lot of stuff for no other reason than the ever-shifting sands of time. Reduce things in everybody's mind to the generations that upheld it more than us, you know? And I don't know what else to tell you about it, except for the fact that it doesn't bother me whatsoever, and I don't think it should bother anybody else. You know, Tom? Well, I mean, obviously, we've heard a wide variety of opinions today from people yeah. who were extremely offended by the use of the word mafia to those like yourself mm-hmm. for whom um, the sting has lost its burn. Um, and I, I think I, I, I can understand we're both from where both sides are coming because obviously when you get to a certain age, um, <laughs> when you, when you get you know when you when you get to a point where you have seen the shifting sands of time uh, take a word that you weren't supposed to even say out loud when you were a little boy, especially walking yeah. the streets of certain places in Kenmore. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sorry, you're, you're North Buffalo. I mean, yeah. every 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 neighborhood had a bookie joint. Yeah. Uh, okay, joins. so just let me ask you something else. Tell me you didn't catch this from your female caller who called like an hour ago. I was on hold for a while. But she suggested that we switch mafia with a word starting with an N. <laughs> if you want to switch that word from an N to an N, then you're just opening up a whole other can of words. It's going to be even more kind of ridiculousness for the people like to poke arrows at you, you know? Like, that's what she said, right? Maybe we should switch the name to another letter. Like, I think that was a terrible choice of words from her. But either way, Tom, you know what? Everybody's way too hypersensitive now. Um, I do have a really quick tidbit for you about The Godfather 3, though. You're going to love this. And the Godfather 3, Coda, The yes. Death of Michael Corleone? I, 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 yes, I have two friends that grew up here in Buffalo, Bill and Chris. They're both blue-eyed, red-headed kids. They tried to be extras. They were in California when they were, when they were filming it, and they said no. And they were there, and they actually have their cards that they were going to try to be extras because they didn't look the part. They got caught at the last minute. Isn't that funny? No. 
It's not funny. No, okay. Because when you show up as an extra, and look, it, 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 you're, you're talking to the wrong guy on this one because Frank Rossi um, is a friend of mine, and Frank was instrumental in making sure that thousands of people sent in headshots and were willing to be extras in the movie about Mother Cabrini, which all accounts it. are it's going to be a monumental release when it's put out on International uh, Woman's Day. So when you talk about extras being cut at the last minute because they did yeah, not right. look the part, I don't think there's anybody who was an extra in Cabrini because we don't know how much screen time we have. We have no idea. <laughs> all, all we knew was, wow, this bus this bus ride past the sewage plant in, in, in July really isn't a lot of fun. Yeah, it's just funny because they're both of German descent, and I thought you might get a kick out of this, too. They tell me all the time. The the Deutschmacher and the Wonder Barbaloni is by far the best one you can never get. Don't go to Tasha Wegmans and get the crap that they have. And I'm like, well, I've never really had that. Unless you ask for it by name, try it if you haven't had it, Mr. Bowerly. Um, that's all I have for you, my friend. All right, thank you very much. And uh, Mr. Bowerly is dead. Uh, that was my father. I'm Tom, or Tommy, whatever. And some I'm going to call you Dr. Bowerly from now on then. Well, some people would prefer to call me by an orificial um, uh, vulgarity <laughs> ending in the letter E. Um, <laughs> thank you very okay. much. I appreciate it. Put me on time. Take care. All right, man, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, part of me, I don't know if, as you listen to the show, part of me, you know, I, I wish people would lighten up about certain things. But the other part of me, I understand how much pain that the real mafia has caused people uh, in the United States, in Sicily, elsewhere. And I understand how much pain um, people have gone through by virtue of their last name, whether it is Italian, Polish, German. I mean, there are many reasons why people get sensitive about that to which they become perhaps even labile. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. <clears throat> and I hope I'm not getting that cold that's going around. I don't think so. Here's Dan in Elma. Dan, you're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, how you doing, Sam? It's a beautiful day, sir. Beautiful. It was. It was. Nice to see the sun every once in a while. Uh, well, you've had some interesting callers. I've been hanging on them very persistent because uh, that's who I am. Too bad you didn't have tickets for sale because I usually win the tickets with my persistence. <laughs> But uh, sorry to hear about your uh, your stones. That's painful. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> I'm just, hey, I'm glad I've got stones somewhere, let me tell you. But, no, I, I, I want to check the emails later, tom at wben.com, because i got to figure out why I keep getting these kidney stones. And when I get them, I walk like I, I'm, I walk like the hunchback of Notre Dame. I believe that. Um, well, you know, the longer you wait online, you know, the more things unravel and peel back. Uh, a lot of the callers have covered some of the things I was going to say also. I mean, I, I have Sicilian descent on both my side and my wife's side, uh, you know, 100% Italian, and uh, find none of this offensive. I think the Bills Mafia are doing a fantastic job. I think it brings the country together, not just the community together. So, you know, sticking on a word or a phrase like that, I can't see that. Um, I think I think we should be beyond that right now, but, you know, with the whole cancel culture and uh, people want to nitpick on a, on a word or a phrase and then bring it back to one individual or a group of individuals, um, let's, let's look at the individuals and what they're doing with this. It's a fantastic thing. Um, call it a gang. 
gangs aren't good. Call it, you know, different names for groups. Uh, somebody would have something to do or negative to say about that anyways. So I guess we'd have to look at the organization in itself, and I think it, it does a great job bringing the country together, even opposing teams that come in, people that aren't interested in football, seeing what the organization does. Um, let's take a look at that instead of scrutinizing the word mafia. Uh, again, a very excellent point, sir, and I thank you very much. Appreciate the call. Uh, and again, I look, guys, I'm not trying to blow smoke uh, up your, you know what, but you guys as a collective audience calling the show, absolutely phenomenal. Everybody today has been like A plus, A plus, A plus. It makes my job easier and it makes the show better because you're a lot more interesting than I, than, than am I. Here's uh, Mike in Depew. Mike, uh, Bill's Mafia, is it uh, offensive? Does it denigrate Italian and Sicilian Americans? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think what happens is it becomes much easier to make light of these particular organizations or entities to make levity about it when they're when they cease to be relevant. The Italian mafia and the La Casa Nostra really ceased to become a relative entity by the late 1970s. When I went to the university to go to school that to actually become a professor, some of my professors were these federal authorities. And you're absolutely uh, correct. The the RICO laws and anti-conspiratorial um, legislation really put put the the death knell in those organizations. So, you know, when when the relevance is gone, and remember, they were also known as La Casa Nostra. That was a popular saying. But I think it's okay to talk about these things and bring them to light, particularly when when the relevant relevance itself isn't quite there. And then I wanted to address uh, two questions you asked on the air, and I was hoping I could answer these for you. Being a professor of history, one of the things I like to talk about, we, um, we spent time talking about immigration, and certainly the 1930s was a very interesting time for my students as well. But uh, John Dillinger in particular, and you can look at uh, other entities, you had oh, people like uh, uh, Pretty Boy Floyd, Ma Barker, uh, Babyface Nelson, these guys, in many respects, were heroes to, uh, in particular, peoples in the Midwest. Remember, in the 1930s, the banks had lost numerous people's deposits by the millions, and therefore people lost their life savings. They disappeared. There was no FDIC insurance. The other thing is the bankers were responsible for foreclosing on a multitude of farms, in particular in places like Indiana, Oklahoma, uh, West Texas. These farmers had no love for the banks. And, in fact, when some of these gangster elements were on the run, they were often assisted and hidden by farmers. When the feds or local law enforcement were looking for them, they would hide their vehicles inside their barns, and often people like John Dillinger would share his take with local farmers, so for the, for those people in particular, they were often uh, they were often heroes. Because I know you asked that question earlier, and I believe Dillinger. And, was and I wish I, I wish we you know what I, I wish I had more time to get into uh, some of the other uh, notorious people of that particular era. Um, I hope you call again. I hope we can find a way to work the topic in again at some point because uh, so much to talk about with uh, John Dillinger and. Uh, 
Uh, Babyface Nelson, who is an absolute psycho, and if you ever want to read a bone-chilling story about federal authorities who were cut down by an absolute rabid dog, uh, read about the end of Babyface Nelson. Uh, Just an absolute madman, no regard whatsoever for human life. Uh, But all I can say is um, I agree with Tanner. This was kind of an instant classic. Uh, and even my boss has chimed in to say she also agrees it was an instant classic. And, you know, all I can promise you every day is mediocrity. So to have two instant classics, widely divergent ends of the human body, to have two human uh, instant classics, uh, I'll take that in uh, one month. But thank you so much for the calls. And uh, Tanner Saunders uh, behind the glass here on News Radio 930 WBEN. And I want to invite you to stay tuned because coming up, it will be uh, Tom Puckett and Buffalo's Evening News on News Radio 930 WBEN with uh, everything you need to know um, for the uh, rest of your evening. So don't go anywhere. Keep it on News Radio 930 WBEN. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox. Dot com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase. Purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.